Welcome to another episode of Game Week 39. My name is Katuchoroshon Matiza. And yeah, happy to be back. Uh, it's been a bit of a break, I guess, with all the cups that have been happening. But as you know, I'm never alone. I'm with Mario, uh, my co-host. Mario, welcome back, bro. And uh, Armini, what's up? Game Week 39. World, we're back with another one, you know, hot off the tapes. Mm, Let's uh, get it. You know what it is. You know what it is. And yeah, as usual, we have a guest and, uh, you know, we've got the normal one. Huh? Now you guys have heard of the normal one. <laughs> and that's Regan. Regan, welcome back. It's been a minute. Yes, it's definitely been a minute, but thanks for having me back. I'm glad to be back with the gang. I hope everyone out there is doing well. I've been managing these, these cup and games and midweek and off and on. So it's been a bit tough, but, but we hear yeah, I mean, we hear me. We're alive and kicking. Oh, no, I think you're definitely alive and kicking. Uh, sitting in eighth position there, and I see this past game week 81 points. Uh, I think that's a very good score, uh, well above average. And you had Captain Haaland, who came through for all the managers that you know decided to trust the man with the with the hat trick there. I'm sure you like you know quite happy with your returns there with the 81. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you can't complain if you get 81 points. It's it's not a it's not always you can get these high scores, but I mean, Holland, Holland is one of those things where you just nowadays you just keep it on him. So and he, he finally came through with the hat trick. Um, I was quite happy with with Mares getting me something as well as as the brain as well. But now definitely a good week. Uh, the the only paining point in my team was 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 Kepa getting me nine points. So that means that Liverpool didn't score against him. But yeah, <laughs> what can we what can uh, we do? <laughs> I, I don't know if Morangi is has anything to comment on that. Uh, I think both teams, our teams, are quite dismal. There, the Chelsea and Liverpool. I uh, nah, we should have murdered you guys. We should have <laughs> put you guys to the sword. Uh, if, if I'm being honest, Chelsea had the more clear cut opportunities. Liverpool had its chances as well, but they seemed a bit... Okay, both teams seem a bit lackluster, but I think Chelsea had the boost of at least having uh, those new faces. So some of them had points to prove. So I think they could have stolen all three points, but hey, I guess one point apiece for teams that are struggling is not too bad. Hmm. Um, Regan, I saw you took a minus four to bring in Darwin Nunes. Um, were you hoping uh, that uh, something could happen there? Yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, you know, you're always looking for these punts, just something to sort of go your way. Um, Darwin has obviously been off injured and everybody sort of sold him recently. So, so I thought, okay, here's maybe an opportunity. I was hoping he was actually going to start the game. Um, and I thought there's a chance to just just to change things up. Um, but yeah, it didn't really pay off on my side. Mm. I think uh, you know the contra like the contradictory feelings that FPL gives us. As you mentioned, uh, Kepa gave you some decent points. I think uh, that nine points from him was quite excellent. Uh, although we would have you would have wanted Darwin to score <laughs> as a Liverpool fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was it was it was quite interesting. Uh, but anyway, going back to the headlines. Um, Mario, maybe you can just comment on this one. The Arsenal versus Man United game, I think that was quite an exciting game. I was unfortunate not to watch it. Uh, but your thoughts on, on that 3-2 uh, victory for Arsenal? Yeah, no, it was a contender for one of the games of the season, Premier League games of the season. Um, it was a really good game. I, I got to watch it. Uh, really good back 
Second and fourth, Marcus Redford continued his fine form in front of goal. Um, Saka also uh, proving to FPL managers that um, you will punish anyone who doesn't have him. So uh, it was a game for, for a lot of points, a lot of goals. Good to watch. Uh, Arsenal probably did deserve the win, but United played really well, really well against the Arsenal side that have been together for three years. And I think they've only had the manager for six months or so. So um, it's scary to see what they'll do next season. I recall that uh, our previous guest, uh, Brian, uh, he was quite uh, sceptical about how this would would go down. Um, Remember, I think it looked like a very nice fixture on paper, but he was not so optimistic about how the scoreline would turn out. Uh, but uh, I think this was quite of a surprise uh, in a way, I guess, um, for him. Yeah, but I mean, that, I'm saying that, that Arsenal game was, was, was great. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not great to see from, from I suppose, all of us sitting around this table now to, to watch the other teams doing well and playing good football. But both of them, both teams are playing really well at this point in time. Even FL assets is all, like you said, this Rashford is just, He's off the charts at the moment. There's Saka, there's Odegaard. I think Martinelli has fallen off a little bit, but Inketi has obviously come as an option for for Arsenal as well. So it's, there's there's definitely options there in both those teams. Uh, and the football was good, yeah. And then Haaland, did you ever get tempted? I know uh, uh, Marangi had uh, a spell where he was not uh, captaining Haaland uh, because he was uh, disappointing a lot of managers. Uh, on your side, were you were you impressed by how Holland, you know, performed with the hat trick against Wolves? And uh, do we think he's going to continue doing this? Should we be steadying our triple captains? You know, looking into the upcoming double game weeks. Yeah, no, that man's a robot, man. There's there's no way to to even describe it any other way. He's just he's a robot. He's a machine. He's he's determinator all in one. So so I wouldn't. I wouldn't waver. Uh, he's just proved it. Obviously, again, he's he's proved it in the beginning of the season where he doesn't need doesn't need a lot of touches. I mean, this Satrik I think came in like just over an hour, sixty odd minutes. So, so he doesn't need a lot of time on the field as well. So, so you you just have to stick. I mean, if there's the only thing I would I would maybe look and be cautious of is when when the Champions League fixtures come back around. I'm sure Pep will be wrapping him up with a little bit of cotton wool. But I mean. If if you're confident that that he's going to play, I mean, if he plays, he scores. He showed that all season. Mm. And then um, Mario, like, was there any other fixture uh, from uh, Game Week 21 that uh, really stood out for you? Uh, yeah, Chelsea it joined with uh, Liverpool as a surprise. I thought uh, we were <laughs> going to win that. <laughs> Uh, to be honest with you, but you guys are not doing um, that well. You guys are also not doing that well. Or was it the super? Was it the recent side? Liverpool has been doing horribly, so I was hoping that uh, <laughs> we take advantage of that. Yeah, um, I do know that we had um, well a couple of draws. Newcastle also drew. They're one of the teams that actually um, I think they they they. They came out from their fixture with a draw. I cannot recall, but they were cup- Fulham. Fulham. Who was playing Fulham? No, that was Newcastle, no. Spurs. The Spurs. The Spurs. Fulham game. Yeah. Oh, that was a one-nil win. Leicester and Brighton drew. I thought uh, yeah. Brighton would take Leicester to the cleaners. To be honest with you, like they took uh, Liverpool to the cleaners twice, 
So I, I expected a similar result against a struggling Leicester, but yeah, we all know Leicester, they don't go down easy. They're fighting for points. Spurs got the 1-0 win at, away. I didn't think they would win that game. I was hoping they'd draw. Um, but other than that, it was a lot of uh, goalless draws, a lot of 1-0 victories uh, in games which were could go either way, Southampton, Aston Villa, uh, Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest. And then obviously Haaland the robot did what he does. I was saying to someone, <laughs> if he gets one goal, uh, and it's a goal where he runs in behind, um, or he beats the defender in some way, he's likely to score a hat-trick because it means they can't deal with his movement. Yeah. And he just keeps yeah. proving it. He just keeps on proving it. Mm, I know. 100, 100. And then uh, let us look into our, you know, our our indicators. Uh, is it, is it, are you, are you having green arrows on your side there, Mrangi? I think uh, you actually outscored me uh, for the first time in the past three games. <laughs> you just had to put, put it out there for the first time <laughs> in the past three games. Hey man, I'm just uh, dropping numbers here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I scored 76, but unfortunately... Uh, all red arrows all around, actually, so in all my mini leagues and, uh, <laughs> and the general league. Um, I think only two leagues is where I just maintain my position. So only the cup, the cup I progressed by two points. Uh, the South African Cup, I've been knocked out of the overall cup and the Chelsea Cup. So hey, uh, positional-wise, there hasn't been a good game. But the points, I'll take the points any day. 70, 76, 76 is not a bad one. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, you're on 27. You're 10 positions ahead of me. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll meet halfway. Hopefully, we do meet uh, sometime soon. Uh, you coming down. I'm going up, you know. Hopefully, hopefully. And then, <laughs> <laughs> Regan, your side, green. Uh, you scored 81 points. Uh, I think that, that should have put you on green arrows, that side, huh? Yeah, no, I had I had good, I had good green errors. Um, um, I seem to be maintaining a, a rank inside the top one million, which is which is where I would like to be. Uh, so that was that was good for a change. Um, still, some of my leagues are quite tough, so there was some red errors in the leagues, but most of them were green, which is which is good. It shows movement in the right direction. If not, if, if it's not going to be green, I prefer the prefer that that gray dot which is fine but uh, <laughs> i was about to there's, say that there's, there's less yeah there's less red arrows this time around which is which was welcome i'm i'm looking at our 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 mini league uh that top 10 it looks as if now you know all managers or teams are starting to anchor wherever they are because there was only two teams that moved up uh, uh keegan went one position up from third to second, and then Neo, who came into our league leading, he's now sitting on third. And then we have Jordan Lee, who just jumped into the top 10, uh, pushing down DK, Dakar Rasilib. So he's the one that just went out of the top 10. So I'm sure he's also going to be quite stressed and looking into how he can head back into that uh, top, uh, top 10. Uh, from my side, I scored 73 points, uh, which I thought was quite okay. I uh, was quite disappointed by the transfer I made. I brought in Tony for Watkins, just for Watkins to go on and score some good points. So I think it's always uh, 
a bit of a pain <laughs> when such things happen. And then we spoke about the <laughs> standout players, Haaland being at the very top. Gerard Bowen, he scored 16 points. Uh, Mrangi, your thoughts on Bowen? We know that uh, he's, he's quite. He was at some seasons ago. I think if it's probably last season. He was he was a very good FPL asset. Uh, do you think he's gonna go on a run? Yeah, no. Um, he did have a wonderful season last season. Um, as we remember, Newcastle started like a house on fire last season. Um, but then uh, West Ham. I sorry, man. West Ham. Um, <laughs> West Ham, Newcastle, it's this season. Yeah. Uh, West Ham last season started like a house on fire. Anthony, um, Bowen, uh, Ben Rama were very popular choices. Um, they were quality players, all three of them. I don't think you just lose your quality like that. It's oh, just no, I probably, I don't know what's going on in the club. Or maybe it's um, a factor of teams are getting better and it doesn't seem like they really improved in the summer. So Bowen is a quality player and uh, he will get his points. If a, if a team is there for the taking, he will take them to the sword. So it's always a good option when West Ham is playing well. I think number one option at West Ham if they're playing well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. one to look at if the fixtures are in West Ham's favour. Uh, now 100, 100. And then to make up the the, the, the that uh, top three list of standout players, um, we have Inketia, Regan. You brought in Darwin Nunes. Um, do you maybe regret not bringing in Inketia or are you not a believer in the Arsenal assets? I know that you have uh, Ben White who got you zero points. Uh, do you probably regret not making that transfer in? No, they, I'm very regretful. Yeah, that that Nketia is, is proving everyone wrong. Once again, he's, he's having a he's having an awesome um, time of it now that, that Jesus has been out. Mm. Um, proving proving a lot of the doubters, and I was definitely one of his doubters. <laughs> and not not even looking looking his way to try and bring him in, but he's been he's been knocking them in, and and it's with this with the double game weeks coming up in not to, not around the corner. Uh, he's definitely someone he should be looking at. Um, he's, he's he's on fire, and and we know with FPL, like when these players go on these runs, that's, that's you sh- you'd hope that you you jumped on a little bit before, but sometimes you also can't sleep on them and just say no, no, it will stop because these things seem to tend to go on just a little bit longer than you anticipate. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, 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 that's true. That's true. Um, and I think, more especially now at this time of the season, you. If you sit too too long uh, on the sidelines, uh, overthinking, the games are starting to run out. Uh, a lot of things are starting to happen quite fast. Um, but I'm also looking into your team here. Yeah? Um, you have Ivan Tony. You have uh, two Newcastle players, uh, Almiron and Trippier. You also have uh, Ben White. And uh, we do know that there's a, a blank game week that's going to affect Newcastle. Um, Brentford uh, and possibly uh, I think some other teams. Uh, there's quite a couple of teams that are going to be affected. Are you starting to stress a bit about uh, what you're going to do with your assets? I mean, Darwin Nunes is also one of those guys. I'm sure he's also low-key giving you a bit of a headache now that you've brought him in and he's not uh, doing that well. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, Almiron is the one that I'm, I'm banging my head over because he was on such great form. And you tend to look at him and like, okay, maybe it's just one. Of, maybe it's a rough patch. Like keep him in the team, but 
is is really is, his form has really turned for the worse. But their fixtures are looking better um, just over the next two. I think they they face West Ham at home and Bournemouth in the next two. Um, so it's not bad fixtures for him. But I mean, his form is just not being there right now. So I'm thinking definitely moving moving him on. Uh, possibly for an Arsenal asset, given the fact that Arsenal will be double, um, will be uh, doing the, the double game week soon. And then, yeah, and Tony. Tony was obviously another one of those where it was hopefully a punt to come in, seeing if there's going to be any... Because he was in great form before he got injured. So I thought, okay, if he, if he, if he came back in strong, maybe he would just pick up his form, but last week wasn't so great, so we'll see. We'll, I'll give him definitely this week, um, see how it goes, and then if I need to take him out, I mean, Nketiah is obviously knocking on that door there as well, so so there's options there, but but yeah, I also don't want to, I've been taking too many eats of late, man, I have to, <laughs> to steady the ship. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Murag, you, you on your side, I'm looking at your team, um, David De gave you one point, uh, I think Costanya, con, con, from uh, Leicester City also gave you one point. You also brought in Solimach. Uh, you also took uh, minus four, as mentioned earlier, to bring in Solimach and Kane. Um, those three that I mentioned, uh, excluding Kane, of course, um, would you say you're disappointed by either one of them or was it just one of those fixtures that were not so uh, favorable? Uh, yeah, no, like I said, I expected um, Brighton to put Leicester to the sword. Um, I expected um, Fulham to, to, to be open, but I thought they would also score. So I expected like maybe a 2-2 and Harry Kane to be involved in both goals. So I, I figured the minus four was a reasonable risk to take considering the players and the fixtures that I was bringing them in for. Um, unfortunately, Minatoma did what... Uh, I expected Solly March to do, get the 10 points. And Kane just got the one goal, but didn't get any bonus points. So uh, it kind of evened itself out. But then the fixtures coming up for these players are pretty decent, besides the blank that Solly March has in game week 25. Um, I think uh, I can hold on to them for a little bit. Harry Kane's going to go on to a nice green patch. And he's ICT, he's leading ICT at the moment. So it's good to have him in the team. Mm, I know, 100, 100. Okay, cool. And then do you have any statistics for the managers, uh, Mario, on your side that uh, maybe you might uh, assist them in decision-making going into this coming game week? Um, last time uh, we spoke about uh, ICT, um, but then... The, the listeners never got to, to hear that because um, of some technical difficulties, some lost episodes that they, they will never hear. <laughs> uh, some <laughs> records that have been buried, but uh, luckily they're being reincarnated <laughs> right <see>. now. <laughs> yes, yes, it's one of those. So uh, I'm just going to mention the ICT index, which is uh, Influence, Creativity and Threat. So each player is ranked amongst their position according to um, how influential they are, uh, how creative they are, and how much of a threat they are. And those are combined to form the ICT index. So um, amongst the forwards, 
obviously um, the two top ranking ICT scorers are Harry Kane and Haaland. Uh, surprisingly, Kane uh, is number one, uh, like we did mention a couple of weeks ago. Um, and Haaland is number two. Kevin De Bruyne is coming in at number three, and that's uh, for overall players. Funny enough, Liverpool is not doing that well, and Salah is coming in at number four, um, even though he's um, had his best season. And uh, Fulham Smitrovic is coming in at number five. So um, when looking for players who are always influential in a game, creative, and have that goal threat, those are the top five players right now in FPL with the highest ICT index uh, scores. Um, I'll also mention um, players who are leading the way in, this, uh, in points per match. And there seems to be a correlation, obviously, with the ICT index. Uh, Haaland, uh, obviously, is uh, pulling in at nine points per match. Um, averaging obviously very high because when he does score, he does score even though he's blanked a handful of times this season. Uh, Kane coming in second uh, with 7.1 points per match. Uh, Trippier leading uh, all midfielders and all attackers other than Haaland and Kane uh, ranking with 6.9 points per match. And uh, Odengard coming in there at fourth uh, with 6.4 points per match. Tony rounds out the top five with 6.2 points per match. He's had a very good season. Um, if uh, Haaland wasn't in the league, he would be contesting for the Golden Boot. But unfortunately, he plays in the same league as Erling Haaland. So uh, that's a bummer. Um, and our last point I'll bring up is uh, the bonus points. Um, bonus points, Haaland is leading the way uh, with 26 bonus points this season. He's got more bonus points than any other player this season. In second place is Harry Kane with 25 bonus points this season. And uh, in third place is Trippier with 25 bonus points this season. We know how crucial bonus points are. Um, three bonus points. It's a lot of points uh, to add on to an already uh, puffed-up score. So it was disappointing for Hurricane, especially for me, who scored the only goal in the game, the game when I didn't get any bonus points. Uh, if he had gotten three, he would have gotten uh, nine points instead of six, which is a big deal. So bonus points, very important. Always good to look out for those who rank highly amongst bonus points getter. Because obviously they're doing the right things to get those bonus points. So yeah, there's a little numbers, a little knowledge for the managers. Hopefully, you can help them, guide them going into this game week. I know the managers heard numbers to be crunched, uh, some uh, some thinking to be done. You know, at least I mean, where else are they going to get the knowledge of what an ICT index really means? So only at game week 39. So you know. Be doing the research for you guys so that uh, you guys know how to make the right decisions. But Regan, one of my favorite segments on the show um, is the buy, sell, keep, avoid. Um, and I've shortlisted three players. 
who I think uh, they're being spoken about throughout all you know FPL uh, 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 you know uh, platforms. And the first player there is Bruno Fernandes. We know that Man United uh, has a double game week going into game week 22. In game week 21, he only scored five points, um, um, having uh, provided an assist. Um, he's valued at 9.9 million, and he's only owned by 9.4% of managers. Obviously, in the time of recording. Um, your thoughts on him? Should managers be buying him if they don't have him? Should they be selling him? Uh, it probably, I don't know why they would want to do that. Uh, should they be keeping him, those that do have him? Or should they be avoiding him and probably just, you know, waiting for him until after a possible blank? Uh, your thoughts on him? Yeah, so so Bruno's definitely somebody you you would want to buy, given that United does have a double game week this week. Um, it makes sense to try and bring him in. Uh, it's, it's obviously it's a bit tough because I think a lot of managers do own Rashford as well, and we we always say like if you like if you bring in one of these premium players, now you give yourself a little bit of a captain's headache because are you going to captain Rashford or are you going to captain Bruno? Um, but yeah, I mean it's definitely someone that you would I would I would look to bring in. Obviously, definitely wouldn't sell, and obviously definitely keep if if you have him. Okay, so it's a keep if you have him and buy if you don't have him. I would say definitely for this weekend, yeah. Okay, so meaning that even if it means that you have to uh, break down your team, <laughs> you know, just to accommodate him, given the form that he has uh, and the possibility that he, he most likely is the guaranteed penalty taker, um, he's worth the risk now. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of pros. I mean, obviously it depends who you're taking out, right? So mm -hmm. if, if you if you're taking out a city player, I would be like in my case, I I probably have would have so I don't have Fernandez. I would love to have him, but it would probably mean either selling the Breno Mares. Mm -hmm. Um and, and I'm I'm not quite willing to do that because City double the the, the weekend the after. after yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, so it's unless I'm gonna do that sort of hokey cokey one in one out type of move, um, then then that might be that actually might be an option on my side. But but if if it's not one of the if it's not one of the players that's that's also doubling in the next couple of weeks, and it's someone that you can take out easily. Say for mm. instance, a Salah. If you're still sitting on Salah for those that's that's holding the fort, I know I was doing it for the longest time, but I, I would definitely look to sell Salah for Fernandez this week if that was a transfer. Okay, okay. So you heard managers buy. Uh, and keep if you actually do have him. Um, and then uh, Morangi Nketiah, um, he's also one of the players that are being spoken quite a lot about. Game of 21, we saw him, he actually scored so high points, uh, making it into the top three of the best players with 13 points, um, having scored two goals there. Still valued at 6.7 million, which I think is a, is a, is a quite a decent price for, for the player. And he's only owned by 6.6% of managers with a double game week. Uh, after game week 22. Um, what should managers do with Nketiah? Um, it's a buy for me. Mm. Um, obviously, I loathe Arsenal. I loathe them. Um, I've been a big watcher of Arsenal, or AFTV, Arsenal football TV, uh, in the years where they were suffering because that's how much I, I hate Arsenal. I'd love to watch DT and the likes uh, crying, swearing, 
demanding the manager's head, uh, demanding players uh, be sold or contracts be cancelled. I used to love it. I literally sit here and watch Arsenal fans cry. It was like a, a pastime hobby for me. So to see them at the top of the table, this is probably one of the worst seasons of my footballing life. And that being said, it's a buy for me for Nketiah. Yeah, because, because the fixtures are just too good. They've got Everton. Then they've got the double game week against Brentford and Man City. Man City is looking shaky. They're playing them at the Etihad. They're playing Brentford at the Etihad. The, the crowd is going to be buzzing. The, 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 the stadium will be shaking. After that, they've got Aston Villa, who's been poor. They've got Leicester, who's been poor. They've got Bournemouth at home, who's been poor. They've got Fulham, who leaks goals. They've got Palace, who's been poor. They've got at home. They've got Leeds at home. So, I mean, Gabriel, the longer Gabriel Jesus is out injured, the better for Nketiah owners, because, yeah, it's just going to have a field day here if Arsenal continue playing like this. So, so, but then now, like, most managers will probably don't have him right now, um, myself included. Um, I don't have space for him at the moment, or rather, I do have space. Uh, but the question is, should I prioritize bringing him in now, or should I wait for Game Week 23? Uh, we do know that the price is likely going to go up, go up uh, because of the demand that will be coming in for all Arsenal players. Um, what what should the thinking process be there um, around getting him? Um, is is he worth waiting and rather maybe jumping on him in the in game of twenty three? Uh, if Lampard was still the manager at Everton, I'd say like up on him yesterday. Uh, but uh, Everton might have that new manager bounce back they might like fight to hold it to a one nil loss i don't think they'll let it get embarrassing uh so you could i think theoretically uh away at everton against a new manager crowd will be behind it you could hold off theoretically but Arsenal have been so good maybe they go and beat everton three or five who knows because everton's been so poor and then you miss out on that but then definitely, uh, if you have space for him, that you can't afford to let him go past the double game. Which City is shaky, they could, and they play in both games at home. Um, I think there will be goals there, definitely. And then Regan, last on that list is uh, Almiron. We know that he had a good run, um, which uh, I think now we can all agree that it has come to an end. I think for most managers who are trying to ship uh, any assets out in the midfield, they're looking at him being the guy that gets out if 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 he's still holding on to him. Um, his current market value is 5.8 million. He's owned by 37.5 million, or rather 37.5% of managers. The next game, or rather the next couple of fixtures, include West Ham and Bournemouth. Um, your thoughts on him? Uh, what should managers do? Yeah, so Almiron, like. Um I mean, that both, obviously, having him in my team, he's, I think he's overstayed his welcome. He's he's hanging around for a while, and I'm, I'm hoping that his, his form is going to turn, but he hasn't really looked good the last couple of weeks. So, so I, I'm looking to sell, uh, most likely looking at one of those Arsenal assets to try and stretch towards. Um, obviously, Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, 
if I mean I sold Martin Lenley a while back, so he might be some. Even though he's not on the greatest form, I think Saka and, and Odegaard are obviously quite quite far ahead in that regard. Um, but if you can get to one of them, that Arsenal double like looks very tasty coming up. All right, no, I think uh, the managers heard you heard from that segment of the buying sell keep avoid. Uh, the thoughts were shared, and uh, I think the decisions are left uh, to the managers to decide. And then the upcoming game week fixtures. Um, for me, I've uh, shortlisted the Brighton versus Bournemouth game. I think that one is going to be an interesting one. Um, I do have a feeling that uh, for some managers who are, you know, uh, hoping for a good result, it could be disappointing. You know how these things go. But uh, I also think if Brighton just keeps up on, like you know, the way that they've been playing, and and Bonomart, who do not seem to, to to you know to be doing that well, um, this could be a, a good uh, a fixture for 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 those uh, Brighton uh, managers that have assets uh, there. Um, your thoughts, um, Mario? Like, what what are your thoughts in terms of like you know the coming game week uh, fixtures? Um, where do you think the points are going to be scored? Uh, I would look at the Everton Arsenal game. Uh, obviously, Everton have been extremely poor. Um, I did mention the sacking of Lampard might uh, bring a bounce back, but still might be a little too late. So, um, definitely the Arsenal Everton game is a good one to look at. Um, Brentford Southampton. Uh, there could be goals there for Tony, say Adams. It could go either way. Brighton, Bournemouth, uh, Brighton at home have been very good. I think they'll bounce back. Uh, maybe it could be another drumming by Brighton. Um, Manchester United, obviously, because of the double game week, they've got Palace and Leeds. So any Man United assets would be brilliant. Um, yeah, Wolves players. Any Wolves players because they're playing Liverpool. Liverpool's been <laughs> sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't be opposed to getting a pole dance in there, you know. Uh, and then um, Leeds, New Leeds, Nottingham Forest. There could be some goals there for Leeds. Uh, they're getting back to full strength. Uh, Nottingham Forest also uh, good when they're good and Leeds can be bad when they're bad so it could be a 2-2-3-3 game there so yeah uh, there's a lot of points this game it might also be another high scoring game week I think mm-hmm. yeah, Regan, can you hear our enemies are feasting on us eh? they're feasting on our misery yeah, uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their tough times no. never last eh? so it's fine we'll, no, we'll remember these days yeah. <laughs> but at least they're like you know coming from a Chelsea from a Chelsea fan who's like you know position below us it doesn't hurt that much so you know, we're all on the same no. boat <laughs> um, and then do, 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 yeah now so we, we're definitely all suffering so yeah, we no, can't we're all think, suffering yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, do you see any differentials, Regan, on your side um, with any of the fixtures that are coming? Uh, have you been able to scout any any players who you think uh, they could uh, give uh, a bit of an advantage to managers that uh, did their homework? I think. I mean, I've seen a lot talked about. Is the I don't know how to pronounce his name. That Noto, I think, from Leeds. Uh, I think he's a striker. 
He's been playing a lot. I think he's the, the American guy. Let me just make sure. I think yeah, he's he's been doing quite uh, well. Italian, I think he's been doing quite well of late. Um, he, he didn't start the season um, sort of in the plans, but he's been playing. He's been involved in most of the games since the restart for Leeds. Obviously, Leeds also have the double game week this week. Uh, it's not the, not the best fixtures in terms of because they play away from home. But I mean, like Angie said, the the Forest Leeds game could uh, could be. Could be anything um, the way those games go, and then obviously um, the United game on on, the, on Wednesday next week. Could, I mean, Leeds and United have a quite a big rivalry, so um, it could be quite feisty that game. So I'd look to something like that. But I mean, the end of the, the I mean, this it's not necessarily a differential, but it's someone that that I think the FPL community has lost faith in is is Son. Um, Son is Son is he played quite well on the weekend with 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 uh, with the FA Cup. Obviously, Kane was sort of arrested, so Son took up the reins. And we know there's a quality play, and there's there's obviously just lacked some confidence of late. So, if he's found any of the sort of form that he's used to, um, Man City are a little bit like you say on the ropes in the league form. So. He could be somebody that surprises this weekend. I think. Yeah, no, totally. Um, and uh, I think uh, also looking into the ownership of uh, I think uh, Noto. I think that's how his 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 name is pronounced. Noto is just one percent. So definitely a good differential for any of those players that uh, want to jump on him. Three game weeks ago, he scored like a solid nine points, and he seems to be a favorite uh, with the with the manager there. And then also Son, I see he's on a 6% ownership uh, market value at 11.6. So game week 21, he scored five points. So definitely, definitely someone that could uh, be onto something. He was very emotional also when he scored the two goals, uh, I think when he was uh, substituted. So to, to, to show that it's, it's, he's been finding it a very uh, tough season, but I think those two goals uh, might just bring back the confidence. Yeah, no, definitely. He's like he has been struggling. I think he's only got like less than five goals for the season, and he's normally normally someone that had, that's quite easily in the high teens. Um, so, so yeah, so I mean, it's definitely someone if he can find that form, find that spark, then then he's he's always a, a valuable asset. All right, and then the armband. Um, who are you handing your captain's armband to, or who would you uh, advise uh, possibly considering? So from my side, it's a reluctant, but uh, probably have to go with the United player. Um, so at the moment, I have the armband sitting on the mighty Rashford. Uh, he's just been—he's been on an unbelievable form. He's—you can't—you can't doubt him. Um, so he's—he's he's obviously found his spark again uh, after having a little bit of a lull. So he's—you got to jump on him when he's there. It's just probably one of the rare occasions where we're actually not going to choose Holland. Mm, yeah, that's going to be very interesting. And then, Morangi, are you going to take the gamble also? Go with the double game week fixture that is favouring United and the form that uh, Rashford is in over Holland uh, against Tottenham? Yeah, for the first time this season, uh, Erling Haaland is not a captain favourite, actually. Maybe or for the first time since game week one. Let me see. Uh, because in game week one, I think most of us kept in Salah, Mr. Consistency. But then, um, 
Yeah, like uh, Regan said, Rashford. Uh, I'm pondering Rashford or oh, another United player who I won't mention because my enemies are after me. But uh, yeah, no, I'm joking. Uh, Fernandez, if you have him. Um, or you could uh, take a risk, try and captain maybe Everton. I mean, um, Arsenal players, since they're playing Everton, who have been poor. That's another fixture. Or you could go for a Leeds player. Hope that um, they do something against Nottingham Forest. Maybe a Rodri, a Somerville, a Patrick Bamford. Um, uh, the options are there because the double game week uh, allows you to be braver than you usually would be. So, yeah, um, there are a few differentials, but Rashford or Bruno Fernandes are favoured for me this game. All right. Now, I guess we'll have to see where the most captain uh, asset comes from. Uh, so far, the top transfer ins is uh, Bruno Fernandes. We have Shaw, we have Rashford. We have Mitoma and we have Saka. That is the top five. And then the most transferred out is Cancelo. We know that he joined Bayern Munich. Almiron is second. We have Martinelli also being shipped out. Mitrovic. Mitrovic is being shipped out. I think the last time managers actually also doubted Mitrovic like this. They paid a price for that. But uh, maybe his form is also has been dipping. And then Salah is at the very bottom. I'm surprised there's still a lot of players that uh, managers that still at Salah for him to make the top uh, five there. Um, but yeah, we shall see, we shall see. And then focusing on our mini-league, uh, as we are about to conclude, um, the current position, first position, has been taken by Ryan, um, RBV Devils, sitting on 100, or rather 1,312 points, followed by Keegan. Keegan is fighting back, you know, trying to reclaim that first position that he was reigning on for quite some time, um, with uh, 1,291 points. And then third is Neo, uh, in Pep We Trust, um, with 1,285, so now has dropped two positions. I'm sure he's also working on, you know, a master plan to to get back to to the top position. So I think that top uh, that top three is quite exciting. Eh? Uh, would you would you would you agree there, Regan? I think uh, it's it would be very nice to have been uh, you know punching up there with the with, with the gents. <laughs> yeah, no, that that seems. It seems like such a big gap when we look at those guys. They've been performing really, really well this season. Um, so it would have been nice to be in the mix, but at the moment it's just we just watch from afar and, <laughs> and see how the uh, watch and see how the battle goes. But it's it's been interesting. I think any one of those, probably the top five, or, or I would say maybe it's the top six uh, at this moment in time, because then then there's a little bit of a gap um, from six downwards. Um, but uh, any one of those top six has, has a chance. But Ryan's done well to, to just push a little bit of a cap team in Keegan this week. No, definitely, definitely. Ryan is really fighting. I think the last time I checked, it was like fourth uh, or around fifth there. And I see Jason is dropping also. He, he dropped at some point. He was right there in second position. But I mean, on your side, it just takes a triple captain. I mean, just triple captain, Rashford there, you know. He scores a decent <laughs> score. You're sitting at the very top. You're not too far from, from that. Is this a triple captain away? Yeah, it's, it's that 20-point gap, that, that gap where you tell yourself it's not that much, but it, but it just doesn't seem to want to close. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm like, I'm, I'm just 20-point gaps away from, from being right there in the mix with that bottom. Like just, I just want to get into the top five. That would, that would really, really whet my appetite. Um, but for now, I'm just 
I'm just cruising along. Hopefully, I don't want to go down any further out of the top 10. So, trying to consolidate my spot. And then, Murangi, um, you dropped, I don't know how many positions. Uh, you're sitting on 27th position right now. Um, what 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 plans do you have there? Uh, are you are you considering playing a chip anytime soon? Um, are you building that bench for your bench boost wildcard? Is it something that's crossing your mind at the moment? Ah, uh, there's a will, there's a way, Katsu. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the thoughts are crossing my mind. The the waters are percolating. Uh, I'm 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 still looking. I'm looking, and I'm looking at number one. Ryan, he's had a good run, 89 points, good score this past game week. But I, I don't think I'm too far off, Kato. I think I, I've still got one last push left in me. Eh? Uh, I might, I might. As, as long as they're chips, as long as they're chips, it's just a matter of timing, honestly. You know, I got all my chips in my pocket. Uh, it's just unfortunate I come. Unfortunately, I come onto gaming 39 podcast every week and i divulge my secrets and my enemies <laughs> use them against me but then it's okay yeah it's watch okay. regan go tweak everything <laughs> replaying uh, this I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, this I'll episode back to back <laughs> you know there we go. I'll, 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 I'll take it uh, i'll put the cross on my back and not that i'll make any comparisons with the great one but i'll, I'll carry that burden and <laughs> And, I, and I'll continue to bring the numbers to the people, but <laughs> I'm still aiming for that number one spot, you know. No, no, uh, no, I don't no. think top 20 is that far away from me. I think 30 points, 32 points into the top 20. And then from 20 till 10, actually, it's only 31 points. So anyone can move up there. A good player, a good differential, a good captain, a bench boost here. You know, and then bada bing, bada boom, you're in the top <laughs> ten. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, I'm instead of being big, there's still, oh, no. still about 17, <laughs> 17, 18 fixtures to go. Anything can happen. No, no. I think you've represented anyone else who's like literally just, you know, floating right there in mid-table and at the bottom. So, uh, uh, as you heard, managers, you know, from Mario... Uh, that uh, you know, uh, until the fat lady sings, uh, it's not yet over. It's FPL. But anyway, gentlemen, this has to bring us to the end. Um, we've uh, dished out all the knowledge, you know, all the analysis that the managers need going into this game week. Regan, thank you for coming through and sharing your, your, you know, your your thoughts and your tactics and your tips. Uh, sitting at the very top uh, in the top ten there. Uh, hopefully we can be able to use that uh, in, in terms of like or rather helping you know in making some decisions and some considerations but uh, to all uh, our listeners um, thanks for for tuning in uh, you know do follow us on twitter uh, we are you know engaging there in that space and uh, again a reminder double game week uh, coming up uh, in, in this game week 22 and uh, the deadline is this friday friday at 8 30 so do make sure that the teams are sorted. If you're playing a chip, you are playing the chip. If you're taking a minus, you know, you do all the things that need to be done. Um, Regan, in closing, uh, any last uh, uh, advice for the managers? Yeah, just go out there and enjoy it. And uh, thanks for having me back. Don't forget the Friday deadline always sneaks up on a lot of us. Um, enjoy the football. But most importantly, enjoy the football this weekend. It's, it's good too. 
to take it in. 100, 100. Mario, let's sign out. Uh, I guess uh, in the next episode, maybe we'll just focus mostly on the double game weeks and the blanks that are coming, the possibilities of when to play the wild card and the triple captains. Eh? Yeah, no, you got to keep the, 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 the masses informed. Like we said, uh, Robin, the Robin Hood of the information. So, like, all I can say is uh, numbers don't lie. Keep your numbers on the players, keep your numbers on the stats, and uh, let's have a good one, guys. Uh, you heard, you heard. And yeah, that is it from us. So we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Cheers.